Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Whether you're looking to launch a podcast or build an online business that allows you to do the work you love, you've come to the right place. Podcast Answer Man presents The Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Now, here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, episode number 524. Today, we're going to be talking about why you need to become an expert at saying no and how to do so effectively. Now, real quickly, as a self-employed business owner, learning how to say no is one of the most difficult things to do, but it's also one of the most critical things that you need to do. And I can tell you that this was a very difficult task for me. I heard all kinds of people saying, Cliff, you need to just start saying no. And as a recovering people pleaser, at that time, I was I was just like, it's so hard. I want to make everyone happy. There's so many things I want to be able to accomplish, so many opportunities that people are presenting. It, they're, they're making a case of why these things would be good for me and my business, and I have all kinds of ideas, and, and next thing you know, uh, it, it's just very, it gets, you get so used to saying yes to everyone and everything that, well, some problems start coming up. And now for me personally, uh, I struggled with saying no, mostly because I felt like it was just wrong. I, I figured, well, one of the things that I'm called to do in my life and in my business is to serve others. It's not just about the money, but it is literally about serving others. That, that's, that's the whole reason why I wanted to create the business that I created because I wanted to be able to do what I believe to be my fullest contribution to the world, my greatest ministry in this world through the business that I would create. And when, when I think about ministering to others as a, as a believer, then I struggled with this idea that saying no to people, saying no to opportunities that came my way, saying no to the requests of all these people who are seeking my help in their projects, taking, you know, everybody's heard, you know, the greatest way to achieve success is by helping other people achieve success. I mean, we've got, and by the way, I believe in that statement. But but when you take that statement and and say, well, if I'm going to achieve success, I need to help all these other people who are sending me requests all the time saying, I need to say yes to those people. I need to serve those people. I need to minister to those people. I need to say yes. I need to help them succeed because that's going to help me succeed. I need to say yes to as many things as possible. This is the mindset that I had when I started my business and it about killed me, literally. Anyway. I want to just start this episode off by saying, saying no is not bad. Now, this is not a, uh, a, a quote-unquote Christian podcast or anything like that. I did not intend for any of these episodes to ever be a Bible lesson, but I'm going to start off with a little story because I happen, from the Bible, by the way, that's why I prefaced that statement. I'm going to start off with a story from the Bible because I happen to know that 
I happen to attract a lot of believing business owners. Or when I say believing, I'm talking about people who follow Jesus and, and believe in him as, as their Lord and Savior, if you will, and all that good jazz. I know that many of you out there who are listening or watching on my YouTube channel, I know many of you are not Christian, and that is... I hope to help serve you in any way I possibly can. This content is meant for you just as much as it is for anyone else. But with that being said, I am going to speak just real quickly about this idea that that saying no is a good thing, and it was actually exemplified. It was we have an example in the ministry of Jesus himself. And so if you if you happen to be someone like I was who struggled with the idea that saying no was a bad thing, then I want to read to you from Mark chapter 1 verses 29 through 39. It's a little story and it talks about the early days of Jesus's ministry on this earth. He says he says um Mark wrote this. He says as soon as they left the synagogue They went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So So he, being Jesus, went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left, and she began to wait on them. So immediately, as soon as Jesus heard about this fever, uh, he went ministered to her, immediately bringing healing to her. And then all of a sudden she's like, man, I feel great. Let's have a party. You know, let let, let me serve you guys. And and so that's basically what happened. And then if we continue on, uh, it says here, that evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all of the sick and demon possessed. So you can imagine that this happened during the day. Um, they're they're hanging out now. She, you know, she's feeling better. Words gotten out, and now all of the people in the town are bringing their sick to Jesus. The people who are experiencing all kinds of problems. There's a line out the door. If you can imagine this, I'm 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 kind of building the story in my mind of how I think about all this stuff happening. And then, so that evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all of the sick and demon possessed. The whole town, it says gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. All right? So we just to picture that story at night, Jesus is there basically meeting the needs of all these people. It's, it's at night, it, you know, they go probably until late at night. Well, this is the very next morning. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. When they found him, they explained, everyone is looking for you. Now, I'm going to share with you what I believe this is saying, okay? Because I'm I'm reading between the lines. You can agree to disagree with me. I'm perfectly fine with that. And then what I'm about ready to share with you, I may be completely wrong. But if I think about this story of, you know, all these people have been coming, you know, every, they brought all the people in town who were sick and demon possessed and they brought and they lined up and Jesus healed everybody who was there. And then they finally all went to bed. 
The very next morning, I would imagine the word spread even further. They may have even been brought people from even outside on the outskirts of town. The next morning, people were already camped out, lined up at the front door. That's that's what I'm anticipating here. That's what I'm expecting in my mind. And then, so they 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 Simon and his companions go and look for Jesus and says, "Where have you been? Everyone is looking for you." And do you want to know what Jesus said? Basically, let's just assume for just a moment, they said, hey, there are people at the door lined up. There are more people that need to be healed. There are more people that are demon possessed. There are more people that that need to be ministered to you, taught by you here at this place. Let's go back to the house. And do you know what Jesus said? He said, no. He said, no. Now, did he really say no? Let's see what he said. So I'm going to go back and I'm actually going to read the story. And again, I, I, may, I, may, I don't know if there were a, a whole group of people at the door the next morning. I would imagine it just makes sense that there would be. But anyway, this is what happened. So Simon and his companions went to look for him. They, when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have came. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. So everyone had expected it, it was. It was. It, I think it was reasonable to expect that Jesus spent the night, you know, and, and had all this stuff. More people there to minister to. More people needed healing, and they they just expected that Jesus would come back from his solitary prayer time off of the hill or whatever, and come back to the house. And that's exactly what they wanted. Everyone is looking for you. And he said, let us go somewhere else, a.k.a. no. Let us go somewhere else. Let us do the next thing. Let us move on. He knew where he was going, what he was looking to achieve, and he did what he had in his priorities and he did not allow the priorities, the requests of other things and, and other good things, other great things he could have done. But instead, he knew his destination. And that day, his destination had changed to the surrounding villages and and going all throughout Galilee. So, again, my apologies to anybody who's not all thrilled about a Bible study uh, lesson in, inside the Cliff Ravenscraft show. But, hey, I just want to say if Jesus can say no... I think it's okay for some of us to say no as well. Matter of fact, if you think about this, it's like, come to me, all of you who are heavy burdened, weighed down, come to me and I will give you what? More work to do, more guilt and condemnation about all you haven't accomplished in your business, in your ministry, in this. No, he says, come to me and I'll give you rest, rest. And we're going to talk about rest today. And it's one of the reasons why you say need to say no. Now, by the way, why should we say no in the first place? And I think there are going to be tons of reasons for us to say no. But in my preparation for this week's episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, I'm going to give you three risks that you will face in your business if you do not say no. If you continue to say yes to everything, you're going to be facing three risks. And so saying no will allow you to avoid these. Risk number one, overcommitment that leads to stress and burnout. 
overcommitment that leads to stress and burnout. Here's the problem. Saying yes to too many things eats away at your most precious and limited resource, which is your time. Saying yes to too many things will eat away at your most precious and your most limited resource, which is our time. Now, we can avoid the risk of overcommitment that leads to stress and burnout by saying no to almost every single request and every opportunity that comes our way. Now, how many of you out there have have felt the weight of, it's like, oh my gosh, here's this new thing that I feel called to do, feel led to do. This is something I want to do. But the problem is, is now there's no time to do it. I mean, we need margin in our life. And if you say yes to too many things in your business, you're not going to have time for the other very important things and other very important areas of your life. For example, if you are consistently saying yes to too many things, when you finally wake up and realize you need to start getting physically active, you know, it's like, oh, I know I should start going to the gym. I know I should start working out but I just don't have enough time. Guess what? You do have enough time. You may have just committed it to too many other things. You may need to actually go and find some other things that you've been saying yes to and start saying no to them immediately so that you can start saying yes to working out. Do you not have enough time for proper rest, getting enough sleep? How many of you are out there working 40 to 60 hours a week in your day job building your side business with another 20 to 30 hours, maybe more on the side, building this business so that you can leave your unfulfilling day job. And and when it comes to sleep, you're getting you're, you're going to bed at two o'clock in the morning and getting up at five, you know, ban- burning the candle at both ends of the stick. If you do this, you are headed towards burnout. That cannot be sustained. And, and I will tell you, there, there are some things you're going to start needing to say no to immediately so that you have time to work out and get physically active and so that you can start getting plenty of sleep. If you get at least six hours, five or six hours, or at least, you know, somewhere between five to eight hours of sleep per night, you are going to be more productive in all your waking hours and all the things that you do. Some of you who are looking to leave your unfulfilling day jobs, you need to start putting some boundaries in place. You know, this idea of working 50 or 60 hours a week at your day job, maybe it's time to start saying no there. All right. And then some of you who are spending 20 to 30 hours a week working on building this thing on the side while you're doing the day job, Maybe some of you need to start saying no to many of the things that are in the in the in the side business. You need to stop worrying about your website for a while. You need to stop worrying about some of this other projects that you're doing so that you can start saying yes to sleep. What about recreation? Are you getting recreation or is your life all is is your life all work all the time? You do this and all of a sudden what is life? You're not even living anymore. You're just working. All right, now, hopefully, sometimes you can get to the place eventually where you'll be able to leave the unfulfilling day job and you'll have a more difficult time deciding whether or not what you're doing is work and recreation. I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm very thrilled to be at the place in my life to where today where it's hard to tell which one I'm doing. Now, there are some things I still do in my business. It's work and I know that I'm working. But when I'm creating content, when I'm doing Facebook live streams, when I'm 
when I'm studying and, and interacting with people, when I'm doing mentoring calls one-on-one, when I'm facilitating a mastermind call, am I working or am I having fun? I, and most of the time I'm having fun. It is, it is like recreation to me, but there's still, in my mind, needs to be some recreation outside of work outside of the things that are building the business. That's one of the reasons why, unlike some of the mentors that I follow, I enjoy a good television show. I am on season five, episode 17 of Deep Space Nine right now. And I have I started with the original Star Trek series, and then I went through all of Star Trek, The Next Generation, and I plan on going through every single season of every series of Star Trek. And so I I enjoy that. I don't feel guilty about that. That's my recreation. And I allow myself to have margin in my life to be able to enjoy one or even two, sometimes even three episodes in a day in a 24-hour period. How do I do that? Well, I'm at the gym for an hour. I'm on my spin bike. I could take my iPad to the gym. If I'm on the elliptical, if I'm at home, I can be on my spin bike and watch an episode. I I can get an episode and a half in there, and then I can watch an episode during my lunch break if I'm all by myself, or I can watch an episode or two in the evening. I have margin in my life that allows me to do that these days, And, and I believe that we need to make some time for recreation, whatever recreation would be for you. And then, of course, what about, is the, do you have enough time for personal growth? Personal growth is where you're taking in content or training. Uh, are you going to conferences where you can learn? Are you going to conferences where you can, you can network and build relationships that, that build in and help you grow as a person? Helping, you know, where you're learning from what other people are doing in their lives and their businesses. And it's, it's inspiring new thoughts for you on how you can be more productive, more efficient, and Maybe how you can say no to more things in your life. Are you taking in, are you reading books? Are you ordering products and services that allow you to learn new skills and help you expand who you are and what you have to offer to the world? Well, if you don't have enough time for that, chances are you need to start saying no to some other things. What about, what about are, do you have enough time to contribute to others who are not paying you? This is a real struggle for me for a while. For a long time, I felt really guilty, felt really bad about the idea that it seemed like the only people that I spent time pouring my heart and energy and soul into were people who were paying me. And it's like, is it, and I had to start asking myself, am I, is it for me, is it all about the money? And by the way, there have been over the years, there have been times when people have given that very critical feedback. They said, gosh, Cliff, it seems like to you, it's all about the money. And there were times when I I questioned myself, is it all about the money? And I know for a fact that my intention, it's never all, it's never ever been all about the money. There have been times when I've been tempted to go in that area and, and and to drive just for the money. But it's never only been all about the money. But when you are saying yes to too many things in your business, too many opportunities, too many requests, then you're, you don't have that margin, that free time to be available to be a resource and a help to, to a friend, a neighbor, um, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm so thrilled with the amount of margin that I've had from recently saying no to a ton of new things in my business that's allowed me to be available for you know, an hour-long call here and there, sometimes a couple a week for people who I feel called and led to mentor for free. So, yeah, do you have enough time for contribution? And then, of course, here's the other thing. 
let, let, let's just keep it in the business. Do you have enough time for ongoing marketing? I can't begin to tell you the number of people that I've been mentoring in online business and I talk to them about the need to you know, create content consistently and, and how to build real, real relationships with people online where you're serving them, adding value to other people's lives in such a way that these people become lifelong fans of who you are, what you do, and they're always out telling other people about you to have those kind of relationships. And people say, well, gosh, Cliff, man, I just don't have time for that. Yeah. Problem is, is that you? we all have the same amount of time every single day. And you know what? Some people have make time to work out every day. Some people make time to not only get plenty of sleep at night, but they take an hour-long nap in the middle of the day. They have plenty of recreation in their life. They devote themselves to personal growth and training materials. They are able to contribute to others for free. And they do ongoing marketing and relationship building and They have a very responsible and extremely profitable business. And guess what? They have the same 24-hour period of time in their day that you do. So I'm just saying that it's not that you don't have enough time. It's just you've been saying yes too many times to too many things. So again, you can if you if you continue to say yes to too many things, you won't have time for those the workout, the proper rest, the recreation, the personal growth, the contribution to others, and the ongoing marketing necessary to sustain your business for the long ta- for the long haul. And you can avoid this risk of overcommitment that will lead to stress and burnout and kill your business, if not kill you physically, by saying no more often. And in fact, by saying no to practically almost every single request and opportunity that comes your way. The second risk of saying yes to too many things is lack of focus. Now, here's the thing. There are just so many things as a self-employed business owner that we feel like there needs to be done, especially if you're in the early stages. If you're in the first year or even the first two or three years of building your business, you're consistently confronted with, oh my gosh, I need to have a mailing list. Oh my gosh, I have to have a website. I have to have a podcast. I have to consistently create newsletter content. I have to consistently connect with others and I have to I have to come up with my product. I have to build the course. I have to uh, figure out Facebook marketing. Oh, did I get those headshots? And oh my gosh, so many different things. And in and, and your I know this for a fact that as a as as a self-employed business owner when you're starting out you're consistently ongoing always being confronted with new things that you ought to do to make your business more successful. Also, for the most create for those who are the creative among us, I I think I fall into that category. Some of us run into a huge problem where there are just so many ideas that we dream about. I am one of those guys that has a difficult time taking a shower without coming out of the shower with a new idea to pursue, with a new product or service to create, with a new type of platform to launch, with a new product, all, all of this stuff. There are, I have the idea monster hit me all day, every day. I listen to a podcast and I'm inspired about a new different direction I could go with something that I, I'm, I wanna pursue. I, I could launch this, I could launch that. And here's, here's what I wanna tell you. There, there are a couple quotes. First of all, you've probably heard this. I don't know who this is attributed to. I don't know if it's some monks in the hills of India somewhere or, or whatever, but I've heard this so many times. If you chase two rabbits, 
you will catch neither one. All right, so you've probably heard that one before. Now, one person that I I believe has inspired me a great deal, and I definitely, from what I've read of, of Steve Jobs and his biographies of him and his life and what I've heard from people, I don't necessarily... I want to live the lifestyle that he lived when it came to the work-life balance and all that other stuff. But there's no doubt in my mind that Steve Jobs was extremely successful with his business. I mean, today, even after his death, his Apple is one of the most financially successful businesses ever. I mean, it, it, it's insane. I listen every week to hear, or every month I hear what their financial analysis is and, or their anal, anal analysis calls or whatever they have, those things. And it just blows my mind. It's, it's staggering. And one of the reasons for that success is a principle of focus that Steve Jobs put into the company. And he said this. This is a direct quote from Steve. He says, people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. Focus, Steve Jobs said, is actually saying no to the hundred other things, good things that you could pursue. It's saying no to the other products offering. It's it's saying no to the other ideas. The, all of the ideas, no. Focusing says, that's great. Put it on a, on a list for later. In fact, that's one of the things that I will encourage you to do is to start saying no to yourself here. Um, there's always going to be many things you could or should do or that you would like to do in your business. And uh, there's going to be things that, however, one of the things, when it comes to these things that you need to do in your business, by the way, the one thing I'm going to tell you to do is to start creating and cataloging those ideas that you want to do in your business, that you would love to pursue someday. But nothing happens right now. You always, every single day, you say, listen, what is the next right thing for me to do? One, what is the next one right thing? What is the one thing right now that will make everything else better? What is the single greatest one thing for me to focus on? And saying no to everything else and only focusing on that. And then when you finish or you complete that task or you've decided that ah, I've gotten further enough down the road to realize this is leading me in a de- uh, to a destination that sounded appealing at first, but eh, I've decided I don't want to go in this direction. Then you abandon that project and then you say, okay, now looking at all the other things that have come up and the ideas that I had, Um, What is now out of these things, what is the next right thing? What is the one single most important next right thing for me to work on right now and say no to everything else? Okay, Um, let's see here. And if, by the way, if you're the, um, I'm looking at my notes here. This This is the thing. I'm so used to actually going through and just reading stuff and just sharing stuff off the top of my head for me to actually be confined to the notes that I've created myself. You know what? Here's what I'm just going to say. If you're the type of person who's always coming up with new ideas, find a way to log those ideas for consideration and just move forward with the one thing that you're doing right now. You can avoid the lack of focus by becoming an expert at saying no to yourself. So the first one, the overcommitment and that leads to stress and burnout, most of the time those things are going to be things you're going to be saying no to other people. 
When it comes to your lack of focus, this is that's where you're going to be saying no to yourself. Whether it's the things you should be doing in your business. By the way, that might mean that you need to say you need to hey, some of you I'm just I'm going to step on some toes here. Some of you just need to lay off the website design. I'm just saying if you have a business, you're if you are pursuing an online business of coaching, mentoring, consulting, where you want to make money from your your content and your thought leadership, your products and services, and you are not generating significant income right now, if you haven't generated any income, lay off the website design for a while, all right? All you need is your domain, cliffravenscraft.com, an about page, a work with me page that tells how people can pay you and and work with you and and a way to contact you, and that's all you need, all right, go out and get some business, lay off the website, okay, the, the website, creating content, that's step eight in building a business, most of you are out there creating your websites, uh, you're, you're designing them around the clock every week, I'm, I, I just was told this week, well, you know, I'm putting off, you know, launching my product and marketing my consulting uh, because I, I just want to get the website right, and it's like, lay off the website, people, Lay off the, I've actually told two people this week that they should stop creating content on a weekly basis until they can actually get something up and running that they've been putting off forever because they're, they just don't have enough margin in the time. And yeah, the, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, told two people this week to stop creating content for an, a specific period of time until they have actually accomplished something else that they need to do. All right. Anyway, so Risk number two of saying yes to all the all the time is lack of focus. Risk number three, by the way, is actually building a business around the requests and suggestions of others. You know, there's a chance that many of us out there, if we are creating our own self-employed business lifestyle, some of us actually have multiple different skills, not just the skills related to what we want to be known for and the business that we want to create. But there's a good chance. I know that when I started my business, um, there are different skills and talents that I had that would be of great value and service to others. However, here's the thing. If you're not intentional about building the business of your dreams, you'll end up building a business that supports the dreams of others. I'm going to say that again. If you are not intentional about building the business of your dreams you'll end up building a business that supports the dreams of others. Now, wait a second. That sounds wrong. It's like, well, that's exactly what I want. I I want a business. I want my business to be a business that supports the dreams of others. I mean, I want my business to add value to other people's lives. However, and by the way, I want that as well. However, I want to choose in what areas I want to contribute to the success of other people's dreams. Let me explain, all right? When I left my career in insurance, I knew I wanted to build a business that would allow me to accomplish two of my own dreams, my dream business, all right? I I started, first and foremost, I started, what would my dream business look like? Number one, it would allow me to create content that entertains, educates, encourages, and inspires others. In fact, I wanted to create content that had a powerful and positive impact in the lives of other people. 
whether that be content that's available for free through my podcast or through my newsletters or whatever the case may be, or even paid products, I wanted a business that would allow me to do what's inside of what I have now learned is my zone of genius, which is creating content that entertains, educates, encourages, inspires, motivates people to take action, to make their lives better, to help them become more of who they were created to be. So that's number one. I wanted a business that would allow me the freedom and the margin to create as much content as I feel led to create. That was dream number one part of my business. Number two was to generate the amount of income that would allow me to meet the needs and goals of my family and to fulfill my mission in the world. Specifically, by the way, I wanted that income to be from teaching people how to launch an audio podcast. Now, here's some of the things that over the years I had to learn to say no to. Number one, I had to learn to say no to anyone who wanted me to build a website for them, but they had no intention of hosting a, a, a podcast on it. Did I have the skills of, in, of installing WordPress, configuring a theme and building out some web pages for them and making some money from doing it? Absolutely, I had that skill. Is that where I wanted my business to be? Is that what I wanted to be known for? Was that the thing that was inside of my zone of genius? Was that the thing I loved? Absolutely not. So I, and by the way, did I, I was tempted in the early days and I took some of those jobs. In fact, it's a very, the problem is, is that we're often tempted to do these things because especially in the beginning, it's like, man, we just want to have some money to put some food on the table. Especially those of us who have, you know, stay at home mom and, and, and kids to feed, you know, but I will tell you, I learned early on, even in the tough days financially, I needed to get to the place where I said no to those website clients that were, I mean, if somebody came to me and says, Cliff, I want to create a podcast, and they said, and I said, awesome, do you have a website? No. Okay, no problem. I hope you get that up and running as well. We'll, we'll get all this taken care of. So yeah, it, it, it fit into who I was and what I wanted to be known for and what I did. All right, some other things. I had to say no to coaching and consulting on the setup of social media profiles. People came to me all the time. Hey, Cliff, wow, thank you. Can you is there any way you can actually come in and help me design my YouTube channel, uh, the the layout of my YouTube channel, uh, set up my Facebook page and my Twitter account and my LinkedIn profile? And I said, nope, absolutely not. I have zero desire to help you with that. Now, is that how I said it? No, but that is exactly, uh-uh. Did I have the skills to do that? Absolutely, I did. Did I wanna do that? No, I didn't. And so I, that's one thing I actually said no right from the beginning. Um, I, by the way, here's another big one, okay? I had, to say, I, I had to say no to anyone and everyone who wanted to learn how to build a video podcast. First of all, I, well, actually, I have had a video podcast before, so I was going to say, but the thing is, is, is that it's just not in my wheelhouse. It's not my zone of genius. It's not even my area of expertise. Do I know how to create a video podcast? Yes. Could I actually invest a little bit more of my time and teach people how to create a video podcast? Yeah. Do I have a video podcast today? No. Have I ever had a video podcast that is ongoing? No. Why? Because I am a firm believer in the value of an audio podcast. I think that an audio podcast is far more valuable in, in, in so many different ways than an, a video podcast, and I have no desire to actually create my own video podcast. And, and so 
I, I'm like, I, it's, it's not something I'm passionate about. And, and even though I could do it, I could, I could, I could become excellent at it. I could even, yeah, I could, yeah, it could even become a zone of excellence thing for me, but I have zero desire. And so I always said no. Anybody who ever came to me and says, Cliff, can you help me launch a video podcast? I said no, but I could try to talk you into an audio podcast. And about 99 out of 100 people who came to me to learn how to do a video podcast, I talked them into an audio podcast. Even the ones who said that, what initially who said, Cliff, um, I can't see any way possible for me to do a cooking show, how to do an instru- instructional video, digital video show, or how to do a golf improvement tutorial show. I, there's no way I could do that in audio. And after a conversation with me, they realized, oh, I guess there are some opportunities. And then I encouraged them to create a YouTube channel for some supplementary content and to go find themselves a YouTube expert to help them learn how to do it. That's, that's how I did, that's how I handled that. And then one other thing that I have said no to, and this has been another thing that has been extremely difficult for me to say no to it because it is something that I do that I think is extremely valuable. And it's been something that I've been doing all the way since January 2006. What is it? I have for years been creating an audio podcast recording the audio locally while at the same time broadcasting myself either both either just audio only out to a live audience or broadcasting both audio and video to a live audience at this very moment in time i am currently looking into a camera and speaking directly to that camera and the folks who are watching me right now live on Facebook are hearing everything as I'm recording this podcast. And not only that, but even, even as that, and that's going to go out and it's going to stay there on Facebook and Facebook's going to allow it to be replayed for people. And then locally here, I'm also recording this in 1080p HD. The same camera is being recorded and, and the audio is being recorded for a video that will then, after I'm finished, be uploaded directly to my YouTube channel so that people who are subscribed to my YouTube channel can actually watch the video recording of me recording this audio podcast. Now, the thing is, is uh, those of you, by the way, who are listening to the audio podcast, you have not heard me cough at all. I am currently, I'm struggling right now with a pretty severe case of bronchitis. And there have been at least three or four times during, since the beginning of this episode that I have coughed you know, and, and, and you haven't heard any of it in the audio podcast. Now, the people on Facebook are going to see it because it's live and, and I'm not going to do anything to edit that. And I could actually edit all of the coughs out of my YouTube video, but I'm not going to do that either. Those, those people will get the, the, all of the unedited raw video stuff. But here in the audio podcast, you guys are getting this. But, here, it's, but the story here is this. I, for years have been recording myself locally as an audio podcast and broadcasting to a live audience, both video and audio. And in the early days, it was sometimes just audio. And over the years, I've had thousands of people ask me, Cliff, can you teach me how to set up all of the video gear so that I can record my podcast locally, but also stream it to a live audience, take live calls, which by the way, I've done. 
And the answer is no. Yes, I, I am I am X, I, that is, by the way, streaming live while recording an audio podcast is my area of excellence. I am probably better at it than most everyone else out there. There are, there are probably another 50, maybe a hundred other people who can do it maybe as well as I can. And, it, and maybe a handful maybe could do it better than me. So it's an area of excellence for me. But I can tell you this. In the past 10 years of doing this business full-time, I've trained zero people how to do it. And, I, and, 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 and I've always said no. Why? Because it's not what I wanted to be known for. It's not, what, it's not the work that I wanted to do. I wanted to focus on helping people launch audio podcasts. And specifically, the main reason is most of those people are brand new podcasters. And by the way, my passion has always been helping people get introduced into the world of podcasting. My my passion has never been to take somebody who is an existing podcaster who's been podcasting for three to four, three to five years, and then help them learn how to grow their audience much uh, to, to to whole new levels. To help them learn how to get higher ranked in iTunes. To to you know to I I've been I've been asked by thousands of people to create a uh, a new version of a podcasting course that is all about next level podcasting. By the way, something like that may come down the road. I'm actually thinking about a next level podcasting summit uh, in 2018. But guess who's not going to be teaching all of it? That's right, me. I won't. I, I will actually bring in some of my friends who have achieved amazing success. And they are going to teach some of the tricks and tools and techniques that they've used that have helped elevate their podcasting to new levels. And, and many of them who have achieved even greater success in multiple different areas uh, that have grown and exceeded the success that I've had in some of those er- in most of those areas. So I, I but anyway, but the, for me, one-on-one, I've always told people, no, I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to teach you how to do. I will introduce you to the world of audio podcasting. And I personally feel like most of the people who want to do an audio podcast who haven't ever done an audio podcast before, messing with the live technical, all the video and all the live audience and all the things that could go wrong, it just further complicates the whole process of creating your content. And most people who who have not been podcasting for at least six to 12 months are not ready for it. If you are not an extremely technical person who, who can't just figure out how to do it on your own, then I wouldn't recommend it for the first six to 12 months. And if you've been podcasting for six to 12 months, my, the, if, if you've been podcasting for six to 12 months, if I want to help you, I now know what I want to help you with. It's not how to get to the next 10,000 or 100,000 people to subscribe to your show. It's not how to, to clean up the audio of your show. All, there's a lot of people out there who can help you with that. My, my passion is if you've already got a podcast, and you're doing it because you're you want to grow a business that helps you leave your day unfulfilling day job. Well, that's where my passion is. And guess what? If I if we're gonna talk about how you can take things to the next level now that you have this podcast that you've been doing, but you're and you're generating some income, but you're not generating nearly enough to leave the unfulfilling day job. That's where I want to come in and help you. I want to help you figure out why you're not being as successful financially with your business as you should be. That that's that's what I want to say yes to. Anyway, so here's the deal. What what is the risk? The risk here is if you do not know what you're going to say no to, the the problem is is that you'll end up building a business that is going to support the dreams of others 
but isn't going to give you the business of your dreams. It's not gonna it's not gonna allow you to operate within your zone of genius, the things you feel most called to work on. You're not gonna be able to say yes to the things that you most want to do if you're so busy fulfilling the commitments that you've made to so many other people doing the things that they want you to do for them that you're gifted at, that you may even be excellent at doing, but it's not what you're called to do. It's not your, it's not your most valuable contribution to the world through your business, all right? So what are the three risks of saying yes to everything or too many things? Overcommitment that leads to stress and burnout, lack of focus, and building a business around the requests and suggestions of others. Now, obviously, by this time, you know that my suggestion is that you need to start saying no a lot. In fact, you need to master the skill of saying no. You need to become an expert at saying no. So the question is, how do you do that? I'm gonna give you four tips, all right? First tip, decide first what you want to say yes to. Now, how do I do this? I actually have this method every, well, it used to be every year. Now it's actually every month and it has, or it became every month and now it's actually every week. What do I mean? What, am, what, what is it that I've been doing throughout these durations of time? I make a list of my priorities. So I say, okay, in my business, where are my priorities right now? And in fact, I'm gonna pull mine up real quickly here. And I think I can actually do this where I can show it on the screen for those who are watching. So my list of priorities currently are number one, content creation, podcast, vlog, Facebook Live, email newsletter, and podcast interviews. So remember, I told you about the business that I wanted to build, the the business of my dream. What did I say was the number one thing I wanted my business to allow me to do? Number one, before making a dollar from providing products and services, I wanted a business that gave me enough margin in time and financial margin to allow me to create content that entertains, educates, encourages, and inspires others, that actually helps have a powerful, positive impact and influence in the lives of others, content that is consistently helping others change their beliefs about who they are and what they're able to achieve so that they can become more of who God created them to be. That is my number one priority in my business, and so content creation is above all of my paid products and services. So content creation for me, that's this podcast. It's my vlog on YouTube. It's Facebook Live content. It's my email newsletter, and it is doing podcast interviews on other people's podcasts. That is always my number one priority right now. Number two, my next level mastermind group. This is a weekly group of people who pay me $1,000 per month where I facilitate and am in a full-blown mastermind relationship with these individuals. And specifically, I also play a mentoring role in their lives. So anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But that's my number two priority in my business. My number three priority in my business are my next level workshops. Those are the weekend events that I do here, helping people learn the step-by-step process and all of the other things, all the other skills 
that they need to know and in what order they need to focus on them in building a responsible and profitable online business. That's my next level workshops here in my studio. And then the next priority on my list is the free The Dream Conference. This is the event that is going to be hosted in Franklin, Tennessee, September 17th and 9th next year. It's going to be my version of Tony Robbins's Unleash the Power Within event. The next priority on my list is one-on-one mentoring. And this includes uh, my Day with Cliff package, which is $7,500. I don't know if you guys know this, but you can actually spend an entire day with me for eight hours here in my studio one-on-one. If you're interested in that, you can email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Anyway, that's on my priority list. And then Jody Smith referrals. By the way, these are, it should say podcast launch referrals, but I'm actually partnering with my friend Jody Smith on anybody who wants to launch a podcast. And what happens with that podcast launch is I actually offer a one-hour, one-on-one mentoring session deciding, helping people decide where a podcast fits into their overall life goals and business goals and and helping them determine, you know, is this a good fit for what they want to achieve? What goals do they have? Are they realistic? Helping them see how a podcast fits into living the life that they were created to live and the business that they want to build and the business of their dreams. Where does it fit in? And then my friend Jody actually walks them through personally one-on-one on all of the technical aspects of podcasting. If you're interested in that, email me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. And so with that, um, those are my current priorities. Now, here's the deal. The way that I handle this is I typically will take the first one, two, or three priorities. And if what you're asking me, and, and in this case, I'm going to say the top three below content production. Now, here's how I handle this. So I always look at my list of priorities and and I always go in and now every Monday, I have a reminder that pops up on my calendar. It says, hey, reevaluate your priorities. And I look at that list of priorities and I say to myself, is this still the correct order of priorities? Does free the dream need to be moved up to number one or to number two above the next level mastermind when it comes to marketing efforts or you know whatever the case may be? I mean, I'm still going to do the weekly facilitation, but is it time yet? And and there, by the way, in the very near future, I do know that Free the Dream is going to have to bump up to number two, right below content production. Um, and and who knows? There 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 have been times, by the way, where some things have bumped up above content production. Now, what a high the way that I've done this is I've always taken my list of priorities. Sometimes there, I, I don't know how many were on that list. If I had to guess, there was probably seven. You could probably go back and listen to it count. I could probably go back to it and count. But I'm just saying, let's just say there are seven. The way that I handle this is I typically will take any requests that come in from others or any ideas that I have in the shower or while I'm driving in the car or whatever the, whatever I happen to be doing. Any requests that come in, any opportunities, any ideas, You know, all of those things that I could say either yes or no to, here's how I handle this. If it will take the first one, two, or three things and move them forward in a very big way, and this is usually the ones outside of content production. Content production is pretty much set. It is what it is, okay? But when it comes to like the, for example, right now, the Next Level Mastermind, 
the Next Level Workshops, and the Free the Dream Conference. Anything, any opportunity that comes to move that forward in a significant way, any of those three things. Work, if it comes to if, you know doing something that is going to sell more uh, spots in my Next Level Mastermind group, if it's something that's going to sell more spots in my uh, next level workshops on the weekends here. If it's going to do something that will help me get this conference, you know, take it, you know, the planning to a whole new level or get the sales page up so people can start buying. Anything that comes in that is a request, an opportunity, or an idea that will propel that forward, here's the key. I always automatically look for a way to say yes to those things. Notice this though. I do not automatically say yes to those things. I look for a way to say yes. Anything below that automatically gets a no. Automatically gets a no with very rare exceptions, okay? So, again, I always look at my first one, two, or three priorities, and if an opportunity comes in, I look for a way to say yes, but if it's anything below that, and by the way, the things that are on my list of priorities below Free the Dream, they're really great things, but most of the time, my automatic response is, nope, and in very rare circumstances will I say yes. By the way, does that mean that I won't take any day with Cliff or one-on-one mentoring or any of these podcast launch referrals? Absolutely not. That doesn't mean that I'm always going to say no. It just means that they're not a priority when it comes to marketing them right now. It doesn't that if I have a system in place for those to come in and I've already blocked out time in my schedule, then it just that's a, just an hour here or there and it's and it's one day a week that I allow myself to do some of those things. And and it, and and if those come in, they come in. If not, that day's free. But every other day of my week, if you ask me, hey, can I can I do a one-on-one mentoring session with you over the phone uh, on Monday? The answer is going to be no. If you ask me to do it on a Thursday or a Friday, the answer is going to be no. It's got to be a, it's got to be on Tuesday now. That's that's what I have available. So anyway, um, yeah. So. Tip number one, decide first what you're going to say yes to. When you know what you're going to say yes to and you already know the other things, when you know what you're going to say yes to, you know what everything else is. It's going to be an automatic no. I mean, you're going to have to persuade me why I must say yes to it. And for me to say yes to it means that I need to reevaluate my list of priorities and bump that one up, even if it's just temporary. And, And it's like, is this something that I really should be bumping up the priority list? All right, so anyway, yeah, that's tip number one. Decide first what you will say yes to and then you will automatically know what you need to say no to. Tip number two, not right now is not a no. The statement, the phrase, not right now, actually has two no's in it, okay? So the word not has N-O because it's N-O-T and then the word now is N-O-W so it's got N-O in it but even though there are two no's and not right now it does not mean no not right now tip number two simply is this if you already know that you do not want to commit to this opportunity to this request that's coming into you to this idea and it's usually with somebody else and they come to you and you know that you don't want to do it right now and you know that you do not want to do it in the in the future if you already know 
do not say not right now. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this right now. Um, I'm, I'm busy doing blah, 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 blah. It, it, whatever phrase you use, but it, 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 the not right now just simply means that, hey, you know, I, I can't at this time. That, that I can't at this time means not right now. When you say I can't at this time, that means in their mind, oh, that's no problem. I will follow up with you in the future. And guess what? Then you're going to have to tell them a no again. If you already know that you're going to tell them no in the future, then don't say not right now. Give them a no. Give them a no. All right. And by the way, tip number three, don't feel like you need to explain everything. I, and, and, and when I started saying no to people, I, I, dude, I used to write like two paragraph responses of why I was saying no to them. I'm sorry, it, you know, if you only knew what I was working on right now and the things that I've got going on and it, and blah 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 blah. And I, so, I mean, and that that might be conservative. It may have been three or four pair. I may have written like an hour long response of why I was telling them no. You know, because I felt like I felt like I owed that to them. You know, because I felt like I I was obligated to say yes because well, that's what I felt like I was in business to do was to serve everyone, and so I felt this need, this compat, this 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 uh, compulsion is the word I was looking for to say yes, and or and so I'm like I would explain everything, and and again, not to make this a Bible study or anything like this, but Jesus literally said. All you need to do, he says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. That's it. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. All you need to do is simply say yes or no. Now, by the way, I have a canned response that I use a lot. Have you ever gotten those requests that says, hey, I understand that you're a valued and respected thought leader in XYZ area, and I'm putting together a, you know, one of those, I forget what do they call those posts, but those posts where everybody, a contributing post where it's like, and and by the way, did you know I already have a quote from Michael Hyatt and John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn and and all these other people, you don't want to be left out, do you? You, you, and they're playing on the whole FOMO, the fear of missing out. And, and, and dude, they lay it on thick. And it's like, and all you need to do, it literally take five minutes of your time. I, and, and I will tell you, when, if I'm going to respond to something and I want it to be seen and want it to represent me and my brand, I want to give it some time. And I'm not going to write anything in five minutes or less. And so here is my canned response. If you were to ask me to write, to contribute to your contributing post, this is exactly what you're going to get with me from me. It's going to say this word for word. Thank you for your gracious invitation. I deeply appreciate it. As you might imagine, I get quite a few requests like this. Unfortunately, due to other commitments I have made, I will have to decline. Thank you again. Sincerely, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's my no. There's no expl- explanation. It's just simply listen. As you can imagine, I get a lot of requests like this. Unfortunately, due to other commitments I have made, I will have to decline. It's, it, I did not say it's not right now. It's like, this is, this is a declin, this is, I'm declining. I am declining. This is a no. And some, by the way, some people say, can I follow up with you later? And I would write back and say, I'm sorry, this is not something I'm willing to commit to. And, and I, I wish you great success. But my no is my no. And I do not explain myself anymore. I do not explain myself. I do not any longer feel led or compelled to actually explain myself anymore. And 
since I've come back with using this, I will tell you that if I ever receive a response, and I and sometimes I get a reply that says, oh, wow, thank you so much for letting me know. I appreciate that. Here's what I will tell you. If I have received 100 people who replied to that polite decline, um, if I received 100 responses to that, I will tell you that 95 of them were like, wow, thank you so much for being an an example of how to set boundaries and and to be focused on what you know you ought to do. I need to get better at doing that. That is how most people respond. By the way, over the years, since I've become an expert and I've mastered the art of saying no, I've had about five people who wrote back and said, well, it must only be about the money for you. I get it. What a jerk. I'll write you off my list. I wouldn't want you on my post anyway. I mean, I've had those responses. And you know what? So be it. And I just go on with my day. I, and I focus on the things that, I, I, that I, I knew that I needed to say yes to. All right? And by the way, t- tip number four is master the art of the helpful no. Now, by the way, I do use that 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 canned response that simply says, thank you for your gracious invitation. I deeply, especially the one that says hi, and then you can tell it's supposed to say somebody's first name, but they don't have my first name, and then it's got a comma, so it says hi, space, a couple spaces, and then comma, and then it's got just, you can just tell it's a canned thing. They didn't, they actually don't even know that they're emailing me. They don't know my first name. Those people get the decline response like that, okay? But here's what I will tell you is tip number four is mastering the art of the helpful no. Now, there are going to be standard requests that come to you over and over again from people who are in your community that are absolutely loyal fans of what you do. They are always out there promoting who you are. They're telling people about your content, and they have a legitimate question that they feel like you would be able to answer usually comes in the phrase uh, with the subject line, quick question. And I can tell you right now, from my years of experience, anything that is quote-unquote quick question, the only thing quick about it is how quickly you ask the question. I can tell you that I, I would say 999 out of 1,000 of those questions, it would take me at least 20 minutes, if not an hour plus, to adequately answer most of your quick questions. The thing is, is there is no quick question to that. So what I have for those people, the ones that they, it's like Cliff, I, I just listened to your most recent few episodes. Wow, that they're really speaking to me in a way that that you wouldn't believe. Here's what's going on in my scenario. Here's this, and oh, I, I just bought this new piece of equipment, and I can't figure out how to get this work. Just a real quick question for you: What cable do I need to hook this up to make this work? Well. <laughs> Number one, I would need to ask them clarifying questions. Tell me what exactly what model it is. What mixer are you using? Does that mixer have it in you know an insert port or you know are we going to have to go through tape out and tape in? Uh, you know all, all these other things. I mean, it's just crazy what all is not there for me to adequately answer that question. And the thing is, it at this point that is not something I'm going to say yes to. So in those cases, I take those. I have a canned response for equipment related questions and it's very nice it's like wow thank you so much for reaching out to me i appreciate it just so you know i get a few hundred emails every single day many of them contain specific very specific equipment related questions just like the one you've asked i want you to know that i've taken the time to completely and thoroughly read through your entire email unfortunately 
Due to my other projects and commitments, I'm unable to answer your specific question. However, here are a few resources that I think may be valuable to you. And in that very particular response, it's going to have a link to three different Facebook groups that are devoted to podcasters where each group has thousands of podcasters in there. And it's so, so it's like, you know, below I'm going to list you, I'm going to create, I will provide three links to three different Facebook groups, each of which have thousands of podcasters in them. If you were to simply take the exact question that you just asked me in this email and paste it in one of those three groups, if not all three, I promise you, I, I am fully convinced you would have an answer by the end of the day. If you need somebody who, with a little bit more of a one-on-one attention, somebody that I personally trust, here's the name and contact information that I personally recommend who's available for X number of dollars per hour. And, and so that is a pre-canned email that is specifically for equipment-related questions. And by the way, I have these canned responses for the top t- 10, 15, maybe even 20 most common the most common topics, if you will, that come in. So mastering the art of the helpful no is not just saying no and just going on with your day, but saying no, but with an offer of where they might turn to next to find the help that they're looking for, okay? So with that being said, it is my sincere hope that after hearing this episode that you will be convinced, number one, that you must start saying no more frequently. In fact, it is my hope that many of you will become a master at the art of saying no. And it is my hope also that you will say no a majority of the time and that you will actually take time and start prioritizing and deciding ahead of time exactly what you will say yes to and being intentional about where you spend your most valuable resource, your time. And my hope is that you'll have more margin in your life financially. By the way, some of you need to raise your rates on some of the things that you're doing. You need to create products that are uh, increased in value or you need to actually, if the value's already there, you need to raise the rates on your products and services so that you actually have the financial margin that allows you the freedom to say no. And, and And the most important thing, guys, I'm going to tell you, uh, I I hope you guys will say no so that you'll have more time to work out and get physically active. I hope that you'll say no so that you'll have more time to get proper rest. I hope that you have enough time. I, I hope that you can say no to so many things and that the things that you're saying yes to are so profitable that you'll be able to sleep for six to eight hours a night and still get a 30 or 40 minute nap in in the middle of the day. I hope that you'll say no to enough things that allow you to have time for recreation in your life. I think, I hope that you'll say no to enough things so that you'll have time to take training courses and materials that are going to help improve who you are and what you have to offer to the world so that you can focus on your personal growth. I hope that you'll say no to enough things and the things that you say yes to are profitable enough for you that you can actually start saying yes to contributing to others who are not paying you for what it is that you most are called to do in this world. And I also hope that you'll say no and that that you'll be profitable enough in the hours that you do work in your business, the things that you do say yes to, so that you will have an ongoing, consistent amount of time every single week 
to be doing the marketing, to be creating the content, to be building the relationships that are going to help your business succeed long-term. My friends, I hope you all become a master at the art of saying no. Real quickly, closing notes, uh, just little things that I need to promote in my business. My next level workshop, my next one's coming up December 1st and 2nd. It's a Friday and Saturday right here in my next level studio. Now, I cannot tell you the name of the person right now. She said that I will be able to say it later, but I can't tell you the name of this person because she has she's pursuing an online business that is it she doesn't want everyone that oh, just just know there are reasons why she doesn't want publicly her name announced and associated with the fact that she is building a very profitable online business that would allow her to do some pretty exciting things. But one of my attendees came to my event and she wrote me this email and she goes, oh my gosh, and I'm going to read this word for word. Get this. Within the next couple days, maybe even today, it looks like I will secure at least two new clients paying me monthly consulting in the neighborhood of $5,000 per month. That's in less than two weeks after taking your workshop. Seriously, I can't wait to slow down long enough to share the entire story of exactly what I did after leaving the Next Level Workshop and how that happened. Where I had zero revenue before, Now, I have results like this. I just had to focus. My friends, this is what I do with the Next Level Workshop. If you are building an online business and you are generating some income or you're in the early stages of your business, maybe you haven't even figured out how to start generating income, but if you are generating income and you're not making a minimum of $5,000 every single month, minimum, consistently, not like hitting it every now and then, but I'm talking about hitting well above $5,000 a month every single month, then you should come to my next level workshop and I want to help you take your message, your business, and your life, and even your financial success to a whole new level. You can, by the way, I have a brand new domain that I purchased for this, nextlevelworkshop.live. So you can go to, it's not .com, it's nextlevelworkshop.live nextlevelworkshop.live. And by the way, for those of you who can't attend January or December 1st and 2nd, I will be hosting another one on January 26th and 27th. If you want to be uh, able to sign up for that, I have not yet created the sales page in the process for the January event, but it's going to be January 26th and 27th. If you want in on the January 26th and 27th event, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Anyway, but for those of you who want in on this December 1st and 2nd, that's at nextlevelworkshop.live. Also, the Next Level Mastermind Groups. This is a mastermind group on a weekly basis. We actually have two of them. One meets on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The other one meets at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesdays. This is every week, one hour call, and it will put you in a group of other people who are on the same journey you are, of building a self-employed business lifestyle. And most of the people who are in these groups, I'm targeting people who are in the earlier stages of growing their online business. That's my real passion. My heart is taking people who are where I was in the early days of my business, back before I left my day job and I was transit working on the transition, and, and, who, and those who 
are like where I was in the first two years of my online business. If if you are in the early stages of, of really ramping up your online business, but you are generating some income, that, that is a requirement of this group, and you're able to financially afford $1,000 per month, then you can apply for this. There's an application at podcastanswerman.com slash mastermind. That's at podcastanswerman.com slash mastermind. And then uh, this, you could tell this was like the fourth below content on my priority list right now. It's the Free the Dream Conference. The reason why it's lower down on the priority is because I'm ramping up those the uh, marketing and there's a lot of things like sales pages and other things that I need to do to build out even more of those other uh, things that I just mentioned. But um, very quickly, the Free the Dream conference is gonna bump up and it's gonna actually be right below content. It's even gonna be above in the marketing and time spent outside of facilitating the groups of the mastermind group. It's actually going to bump up to number two of my priorities and that's gonna be creating the sales page and uh, and getting the speaker agreements. I actually got all the, I have so many speakers that have agreed, amazing speakers who have agreed to speak at my event, but now it's time to actually say, okay, here's the speaker agreement I need you to sign so that I actually have something in writing that said that they're committed so I can start promoting them, put them on the sales page, all that stuff. Anyway, um, free the dream. I, here's what I can tell you. It is absolutely hands down. It, it is in writing. I have contracts signed on both ends. It is going to be in Franklin, Tennessee, September 7th, 8th, and 9th. This is going to be for those of you who understand that having a successful, profitable business, it's 20% skill and 80% mindset. It's 80% about how you think. It's about 80% about how you feel. You can you can know all of the steps. that we tre- I teach all the steps, all the skills you need, and in what order to actually focus on all that stuff. I teach that in the Next Level Workshop. But the mindset, the emotions, the 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 limiting beliefs the the what's obstacles that are holding you back in your own mind about financial success all of that life transformation life changing event helping you change your beliefs about who you are and what you're able to achieve. That's the Free the Dream Conference coming up September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Franklin, Tennessee. You can go to freethedream.live, freethedream.live to be notified when those tickets go on sale. And you'll see that when it bumps up in my priorities. So yeah, there's that. And and then one other little announcement, and I talked about this a little bit last week, but it's the SCORE conference. If you are uh, somebody who feels like, hey, part of my business is and, and growing my business is getting out there and speaking at events. I want to become a paid public speaker or I'm willing to speak at conferences where my people hang out, the people who are my ideal perfect target audience, my target clients, where they're hanging out. I would love just to be on a stage and be seen as an expert in that way and be able to deliver valuable content that is going to attract those people to do business with me, to follow me and be loyal, committed fans from that day forward. Public speaking has done it for me, and the you're going to get more you're going to have more success more success in attracting those people if you learn how to communicate more clearly concisely and you are actually communicating in such a way and designing your talks and can and delivering your talks in such a way that have a profound and powerful impact in people's lives you know exactly why you're creating the content the talk, you know exactly how to create the talk. You could actually build a talk in 15 minutes using the SCORE method. It is incredible. 
And there's an opportunity if you want. This is going to be my third time going to this four-day intensive training where you learn all of the skills, but then you actually put it into practice at night in a small group with no more than nine people in your small group. And by the way, there's a special offer that you can actually be in my speaking group. You can actually be in my group and do your five-minute talks three nights out of the conference. You'll actually be able to hear me do my five-minute talks, taking my public speaking to the next level, and I would love to be in your small group being in that group, helping you grow in your public speaking skills. If you want to learn more about that, it's 1997 for the four-day conference. Let me tell you, again, this is the third time I'm going to this. It is that valuable. Um, 1997, and that puts you in my group. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash group, G-R-O-U-P, podcastanswerman.com slash group. All right? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Until next week, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level.